1: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rob Gunther.
0: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Friday, September 9th, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday.
1: Here's the latest. King Charles III has made his first speech as monarch, paying tribute to the Queen. Queen Elizabeth was a
2: life well lived, a promise with destiny kept, and she is mourned most deeply in her passing.
1: He spoke to a global televised audience and expressed the royal family's deep sense of grief. Like his mother did 70 years ago, Charles pledged to serve all in the UK and around the world, whatever their backgrounds or beliefs. As he finished his speech, he spoke directly to his mother, the Queen. To my darling mama, as you begin your last
2: great journey to join my dear late papa, I want simply to say this. Thank you.
1: Earlier in the day, the king met with well-wishers outside Buckingham Palace, shaking hands and receiving condolences. The glowing tributes to Queen Elizabeth are still pouring in, but there's an undercurrent of pushback, with many arguing that now is the time to put the kingdom's colonial legacy center stage. Over the course of her 70-year reign, Elizabeth never publicly addressed her royal ancestors' relationship with the slave trade, which generated so much of their continuing wealth. The British monarch is still head of state in over a dozen countries and particularly in Caribbean nations where histories of slavery and empire went hand in hand with the crown. The Queen's death is adding momentum for countries to officially cut ties. Barbados did so in 2021. Jamaica says it's in the process of becoming a republic as well. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has declared a state of emergency around polio as health officials have discovered more of the virus in wastewater, this time on Long Island. The current outbreak is the first in the United States in nearly a decade. And while only one case has been confirmed so far, the fact that the polio virus is still showing up in tests suggests that it's circulating. Polio can cause paralysis and doctors are urging residents to make sure they're up to date on vaccines. There actually might be more classified documents still floating around Mar-a-Lago. That's among the concerns the Justice Department argued in a pair of court filings yesterday. Government lawyers told a federal judge they plan to appeal parts of her ruling that are blocking the DOJ's criminal investigation into the seized files. In its filings, the department basically said, look, you want to appoint an independent party, the special master, to go through the boxes for any personal records that might be in them? Fine, whatever. But we urgently need access to the 100 or so classified docs are covered that may threaten national security. The DOJ also promised they'll appeal to a higher court if necessary. Bigger bases? A pitch clock? An end to the infield shift? What? Major League Baseball signed off today on some pretty big rule changes for America's pastime. It's a victory for Commissioner Rob Manfred, who has, for a long time now, been trying to figure out a way to tweak the game as viewership declines. The goal here is to keep things moving along, hence the pitch clock, which has shortened the game when it was piloted in the minor leagues. The Players Union is against the new rules, which take effect next year.
0: Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest.
1: Coming up. Dave is out this week, but he left us an interview about how some YouTube creators are actually trying to solve true crime cases. An abortion debate in South Carolina's Senate got pretty heated on Thursday. The Republican majority didn't have the votes to pass a House bill, one that would have banned nearly all abortions. And that's because all three Republican women in the chamber joined the Democrats in voting against the bill. At one point, Republican Senator Sandy Sen said.
3: And if what's going on in my vagina is not an unreasonable invasion of privacy for this legislature to get involved in, I don't know what is.
1: The state's current law, which bans the procedure after six weeks, that's been suspended by the state's Supreme Court.
0: Texas has bussed more than 9,000 migrants and asylum seekers to Washington, D.C., and the capital's mayor is declaring a public health emergency. This will allow Mayor Muriel Bowser to allocate $10 million to help migrants with things like shelter, food, and medical care, and then get reimbursed by the federal government. The Republican governors of Texas and Arizona have sent hundreds of buses full of migrants, including children, to D.C., New York, and Chicago in a political stunt over what they call a crisis at their borders.
1: The FDA has approved a new anti-wrinkle injection that could become a big competitor to Botox, which has long dominated the market. The new drug is called Daxify. It's been found to reduce the appearance of wrinkles for six months, which is two months longer than Botox. One analyst tells The Wall Street Journal they expect Daxify to generate $1 billion worth of sales in the coming decade.
0: Public health officials are trying to double the bang for their buck when people get the new and improved COVID booster. Why not add a flu shot? The only thing is the COVID boosters are rolling out, but it's a little too early in the season to protect against the flu. The health news publication Stat says epidemiologists strongly recommend both, but maybe just wait until the end of October for your flu shot. We got a couple updates for you on what's been happening in Ukraine. First, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken made a surprise visit to Kiev on Thursday. He pledged nearly $3 billion in aid for Ukraine and neighboring countries at risk. That's on top of the $675 million in military aid the State Department announced earlier in the day. And second, a Russian businessman has offered to give a billion dollars to Ukraine. Why? Officials say it's likely because he wants the UK to relax its sanctions against him.
3: Who doesn't love a good true crime story, whether it's a podcast... A vlog, a documentary, a biopic, we can't seem to get enough. But some content creators are doing a lot more than just crime storytelling. They're actually dipping their toes into crime solving. Insiders Jeff Weiss, who covers the creator economy, recently talked to a few of them. He's here to tell us about the complicated ethics involved and what police think about it. So Jeff, you talked to a YouTuber named Kendall Ray. What has she been doing with her true crime channel?
2: Kendall is a really interesting example of a new crop of creators that are really taking an active hand in solving cases. And she really was a fan of true crime, Then started making true crime videos in 2017.
0: Hi guys, welcome back to my channel, so today we have another true crime video.
2: As she was doing it, she sort of started grappling with the ethics more and more. Um, she didn't want to really see it just as entertainment, and she started to focus on victims in her storytelling as opposed to centering the perpetrator. However,
1: I want to do what's going to be best for the victim and their family. And,
2: and avoiding gore and not really engaging stop. in speculation. To
0: give the family members of some of these victims a platform. Sometimes I just can't believe how many people I reach. And, and in
2: 2018 is when she started inviting family Members onto her channel for collaborative videos.
0: About a month ago, I was contacted by a girl named Sarah Turney. She DM'd me on Twitter and told me about her sister. Her sister's name is Alyssa Turney.
2: A young woman named Alyssa Turney had gone missing in 2001.
0: I had the opportunity to actually work with her sister Sarah on this video. It made it incredibly real having a family member um, working with me, telling me their side of things, and it it made this so much more personal.
2: So she really reached out to Kendall to get her side of the story out there and advocate for, you know, the arrest of her father. And he was was arrested in 2020 and has, has yet to stand trial.
3: And what do police think about the kind of work that Kendall is doing? Are they concerned about it at all? You know, Kendall described a really
2: kind of combative relationship with police a lot of her content is sort of calling out corruption or inaction on the part of police and she says that you know departments have left her voicemails like kind of annoyed that she's galvanizing her viewers to flood their phone lines and and she doesn't care (laughs) she's kind of undeterred as long as she's getting out the message that family members of victims want to get out sure there's also concerns about accusing the wrong perpetrator. There's also concerns about the person who's kind of doing the investigation, who's an amateur, potentially putting themselves in danger. And especially with incentives being really hard to disentangle, you know, like even for creator like Kendall, like has great intentions. Um, their intentions are not Identical to those of law enforcement. So there's a fear that you could be, you know, overzealous and pursuing something sensationalized or doing something to get subscribers and to get views and to get money and, and fame.
3: You also um, talk about this group called Adventures with Purpose. I find them really interesting. They scuba dive to find missing bodies. Can you talk about how they got started and what they're doing? So Adventures with
2: Purpose was. They really kind of are the are the foremost channel of this like niche within the true crime YouTubers of search and rescue diving. Mm. They're on the road 20 weeks a year. They say they've solved 23 cold cases in the past several years.
1: Officials have confirmed the body found in Jed Hall's car was that of the missing teen. Despite the area being searched multiple times before, AWP found the car within 20 minutes of searching.
2: Jed. They have 2.4 million subscribers. And they're providing their services really for free to families and to police.
3: Hmm. That's interesting. But it sounds like one of the distinguishing features of Adventures with Purpose is that they're actually working with police.
2: Exactly. Exactly. They really kind of exist in this gray area of law enforcement. One,
1: where's your merchant
2: site? Yeah, hey, uh, we're an underwater sonar search and recovery dive team. Uh, we came in the area to You know, they've mastered the use of sonar in ways that law enforcement just either they don't have that technology or they're not trained in how to use it. We have identified the vehicle. We have positive identification. We need a officer over here.
1: Where are you sir? And they
2: also just have a different risk matrix than police. You know, law enforcement agencies really have to justify the risk and the resources of a dive. And they're usually doing that in a rescue context, not really a, a recovery. But Adventures with Purpose doesn't have to justify that, really, to anybody. And as a result, like you said, police are really welcoming their help and soliciting it and They're actually even asking, you know, Adventures with Purpose to train them on their sonar usage.
3: Very interesting. And it seems like it's an ever-evolving space. Jeff, thank you so much for chatting. Thank you. Jeff Weiss writes about the creator economy for Insider.
0: We are a news team with some really happy news of our own this week. Our regular co-host Dave Smith and his wife Naz have a new baby, a son. We're so happy for them. From all of us here at the Refresh from Insider, welcome to the world, baby Apollo. Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Rebecca Ibarra.
1: And I'm Rob Gunther.
0: We produce our show along with Grace Eliza Goodwin, Frank Alito. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer. Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider. And we had help this week from Dan Gooding.